0: Welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Katherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us, that the world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. I want to welcome you all to the very first Your Good News podcast. The idea of this podcast grew out of a conversation with our very first guest, Allison Santini, who I met right before the pandemic happened. Allison spoke about the importance of being authentically you and listening to your gut. I couldn't be more thrilled to welcome her tonight. By way of background, Allison was born and raised in New York and brought the soul to South Florida as a soul cycle instructor in the Miami market. She has a bachelor's degree in health sciences and health coach certification from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She's a true inspiration and helps others, including myself, heal that out-of-balance, off-track, suck feeling through mentoring. She certainly changed my life and many others, and I'm so thrilled she's the very first guest. Without further ado, my interview with Allison Santini. Allison, welcome to the podcast. (gasps) thank you thanks this for having me is, i'm so excited you're the very first guest i feel like we talked about this and you know, it was probably a year ago yeah the pandemic yeah um and so i'm really excited to have you tonight and you know i want to start with the very first question you know what's your good news what's on your mind you know, the
1: good news is that we're alive. That's really the first thing that pops Heck into yeah. my head. Like if you're listening to the podcast, you are alive. And I feel like that's something to celebrate. And I feel like that's also something we often overlook, especially in these crazy times. So I'm going to keep it simple tonight and say that we're alive.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think it's something and especially kind of with how this like started was it's so easy to overlook what the good news is for all of us and what, you know, and so I think bringing it back to the simple things sometimes is so, so important.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, we
0: I agree. We kind of started begin, working together when I was really in a stuck place. And I feel like there's a lot of people that you have helped through that. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about kind of your journey and how you got to helping others with it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, my experience or I guess my like awakening, my spiritual awakening, whatever you want to label it, kind of came, I would say five, maybe six years ago now. And it was actually because of physical burnout that I was going through for my job. I'm a soul cycle instructor. So I was teaching full time and about a year, year and a half in, I experienced a period of extreme burnout. I mean, I had brain fog. I needed to drink like five cups of coffee a day to just like make it through. Yeah, I was like losing hair just like the whole nine. And so I kind of was like, there's no way that I should be feeling like this. And I actually got like curious about like okay, like how can I start to make myself feel better? And that kind of just took me down the rabbit hole of healing. And so through that journey of physical healing, I came across spiritual healing as well. And I kind of just kept like digging and digging and just getting to, you know, patterns that I was looped into subconsciously. And and it turned into like this mental spiritual journey as well. And I feel like I've kind of come out on the other side with like so much to pay forward from like all that I've learned. So that's kind of like where it all began for me.
0: And I think what what I'm hearing you talk about and you've talked about before is kind of, we're always taught, you kind of hear this pattern that we're supposed to push through and that, you know, if you mm. drink more coffee or you are, mm-hmm. you know, being as hard on yourself as possible that you're going to get results. But I think what you've really helped kind of awaken in me is that you need to get back to basics is like, how do we kind mm. of normalize? And so it sounds like that was kind of where it all started for you. And I think is a good message for us to kind of pull through you know, you talk a little bit about the patterns that we kind of repeat. And I think thinking about patterns that you see over and over, are there things that you've kind of been drawn to that you are like, oh, I realize that this is a pattern now, or are there things that you can kind of like reflect back on and be like, this is changed from releasing a pattern.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the beautiful thing about when you become conscious to everything is then you can start to catch yourself because there's always going to be that part of you that is going to be triggered by that past pattern. So when you're conscious, you can kind of start to witness it as like an observer and be like, oh, I'm not going to believe that thought anymore or whatever the, the case may be. So for me, a big one was I grew up a figure skater. And you know, figure skating is very detail oriented. It's very individual. There's a lot of pressure and perfection, you know, pressure to perform perfectly. So growing up in that environment and side note, figure skating taught me so many valuable lessons. I'm so grateful that I did it so many years, but one thing that it instilled in me was kind of this like perfectionist tendency. So that's one, I guess, patterned uh, way of thinking that I kind of subconsciously had myself in that when I was doing started to do all of the self-work that was one thing that I kind of started to clear was like I don't need to be perfect all the time you know I can try things and not have to worry about them going a thousand percent correct or I don't have to plan everything out you know like I can kind of like relax and ease into life so that's just one example of something that I kind of worked on in terms of patterns thinking.
0: And I think it's when I think back to when we had started, and I think I had talked to different friends about it, but it's like those patterns that you don't even realize are there. And you talk about the Mm -hmm. subconscious
1: and Mm -hmm. those kind of
0: narratives that we talk, we kind of learn as children. And we've talked a Mm -hmm. lot together, you know, privately about different lessons that we learn as children you know, something that is coming through as you talk about, you know, perfectionism is the our journaling techniques. And I think mm-hmm. that's something you've really helped me realize what are the patterns, because before you can start to kind of clear them or address them, you have to know what those patterns are. Mm-hmm. You're a really big proponent of journaling. How did you get started on journaling? Because it kind of can seem really overwhelming. I think when we first mm-hmm. talked about it, I was like, uh, I have to be alone with my thoughts like yeah you know are there ways that you think you can get started on journaling in an easy way yeah.
1: so I think journaling is so powerful for that reason it's kind of like you hold a mirror up to your thoughts and your own stream of conscious which can be scary for a lot of people because a lot of times we think things but we hold back from accepting that we're actually thinking them so when you're writing it on paper it's becoming more of a reality for you journaling is something that I was drawn to naturally just because I like to write. So, I mean, you know, I I've written many guided meditations that I used in my revive class, but that was all just creative writing. I've always loved to write. So for me, that's kind of why I was drawn to journaling, but as I got deeper into my spiritual journey, I realized how powerful of a healing uh, mechanism journaling can be. Also, it can be used for manifestation as well. But yeah, as far as getting started in a journaling practice, I always recommend people use journal prompts. You know, like it's kind of like a journal prompt can be like a seed for you to at least have something to start off of. And then you can just kind of let your thoughts take over. And I would also say if you're journaling like... Don't instill too many rules. Like kind of just let yourself like free flow because that's when you're really letting the truth of what needs to come onto the page, come onto the page, yeah.
0: I think so often we, and I won't say wait, myself, it's easier to know I'm supposed to do X and Y Mm -hmm. will happen. And I think with journaling, I found that it was like, oh, this, things that I didn't expect to come up would come up Mm -hmm. or things that bothered me I didn't realize were bothering me or things I was proud of. I hadn't mm-hmm. realized so uh, I think it's really important to point out what you pointed out about like just like letting it starting with a prompt because that mm-hmm. like, makes people feel like oh I know how to I am X, right like I have a direction yeah and then and it just kind of takes you somewhere else you know because I think that that allows people to have like an understanding of where to start to start yeah. with. And one thing that we worked with on journaling was using the moons. And so I'd love mm, for you to delve yes. in a little bit more about, you know, the idea of how are we connected? What is that kind of process? You know, we yeah. you know, oh, the moon is changing. It's a full moon or a new moon. But what mm-hmm. does that really mean?
1: Yeah. So the moon is full of energy, right? It's a huge mass. And so just like the moon affects the tides of the ocean, right? The water, the moon affects us and our emotions in the same way, our hormones, because our body is mostly made up of water. So people kind of miss that. And it's kind of, I think it's a little less like woo woo now. I think it's becoming 100%. more mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for people that, you know, I've been like kind of tracking the moon for a long time now. And, and when I first started, like people that were like, like i don't get it like i would always say if you're a science person think about it in in terms of how the moon affects the tides in the ocean that's kind of what it does to our internal landscape because we are made up of so much water so yeah so every two weeks there is a new or full moon um, and it's always in a specific sign of the zodiac so based on the sign that it's in and where other planets are aspecting it in the sky there are basically like energetic themes in the atmosphere that we all kind of feel as a collective uh, to a certain extent, but also just individually in different ways based on where you have that sign or those planets in your own personal chart.
0: And I think it's so interesting. You know, when I started tracking the moon last year, I was like, okay, like, how do I do this? And, you know, I downloaded the app and I started like Mm -hmm. looking at it. And then you can Mm -hmm. see the patterns coming through and you're like, okay, well, I'm not like, this just actually happened, like, uh, you know, when the moon is in Pisces, mm-hmm. suggests to eat fish, and I was just like, I'm right. eat fish today, <laughs> and, you know, or, or something along those lines, where you're like, oh, I'm drawn to something, because the energy is already kind of mm, out there, it's and, present, um, yeah, and so it's more so leaning into it, I think, that in kind of Harnessing it versus going rogue um, is harnessing that energy, and so that you're kind of vibrating at the same level.
1: Mm-hmm. When
0: talking about vibrating, I feel like kind of connects to the collective. Where you know when you walk in a room and someone's really stressed, this is kind of mm-hmm. the way I've always like thought about energies. You can tell someone's stressed, so mm-hmm. it's very that collective energy and what's shifting or what's happening um, is really important. Do you see mm-hmm. things like? as a collective a lot has happened obviously in the last year you know mm-hmm. elephant in the room the pandemic there's a lot of time <laughs> for people to think mm-hmm. um, what are you think what do you think themes are that we should really be drawn to right now or are there things that we should kind of reflect on as we're mm-hmm. coming back and to whatever normal is going to be for us mm-hmm. and i think yeah. that normal an advocate of not going back to the way it was, of what is our new kind of energy? What are things that people maybe should think about?
1: Yes. So I think that we are really entering into a time where um, the universe wants us to be in alignment with our soul and our soul's purpose. So um, I feel that a lot of people that are still in jobs that they hate going to or jobs that go against their personal values or their values at a soul level they're just going to be more apt to leave them or if they don't have the courage to leave them the universe will probably find a way <laughs> to shift them out of it to <laughs> shift them out of it right especially now that we're entering eclipse season now so eclipse season we always see a lot of big shifts overall as a co- uh, collectively speaking so i would say like the biggest thing is is like the universe is really calling us to examine ourselves and our own truth without any distractions. Right. Cause that's kind of what this pandemic did for a lot of us was like the distractions were no we're longer gone. there. So like, right. So like, what makes you happy? What is really bothering you? What do you no longer need? You know, like what is just killing your vibe or whatever the case may be. And so with that information, now that things are opening up. And like you said, we're kind of like feeling out whatever this new normal is going forward is, is like, it's like the universe, like, okay, like take this information and like, now how can you apply it in building this new world of yours? You know?
0: Yeah. I think that so many people are going to rush back to what they want, what they think they should be doing Mm -hmm. versus actually like listening. And I think that that's where journaling comes in. I think Mm -hmm. that's where meditating comes in. Mm -hmm. um, Because I think that it's so easy to find the distractions in this world. Like we Mm -hmm. all have a phone, like we all have things that like can take us away. So I guess something that you've always talked about is taking that time to really reflect Mm -hmm. how you feel internally. We did did touch on meditating, Mm -hmm. meditating for a lot of people can seem very overwhelming. I know when I first started, Mm -hmm. I was like, I have to stop all of my thoughts. Like Mm -hmm. how do I even do that? Yeah. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about kind of your thoughts around meditating. Cause I think it's yeah. really, really beautiful.
1: Yeah, it is such a beautiful practice. I mean I meditate every day. And I was just like you in the beginning. I feel like everyone, even with an established meditation practice, would say in the beginning, they were like, What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Because the thought of not thinking is just weird and abnormal. So like anything, I would say meditation takes practice, which you don't think that like not doing something takes practice, but it really does. Um, it's hard to shut your brain off, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I meditate, you know, it depends now that I have my son. I can't do it like like on a whim as much as I used to be able to, but I try and do. I always say to people, like if you're just starting, don't think you have to do it for 30 minutes. Like literally start with like one minute. Two minutes and just build on it. Because if you, it's overwhelming if you think I have to sit still and not think for 30 minutes, that's a lot of time. So like if I always say to people, like start with one minute, two minutes, even if you're just sitting in your car before you walk into work and just like let that be your quiet time for you to just be in your body and really just reconnect to your breath. And that's a really great way to calm and regulate your nervous system. Because especially if you have like, um, well, I have a pretty physically demanding job, but if you have a, a job where you do face a lot of stress or you're interacting with a lot of people and a lot of different energies, it's really important for you to, to have moments in your day where you can just be in your own energy because that too is going to keep you in tune with yourself and your spirit. If we're always interacting with people, our energy can become scattered and we kind of lose sight of like who we are and what our feelings kind are, of, what our opinions are. Yeah. It's like,
0: the, I'm thinking of the rainbow fish that we got as kids, where it's like, if you're giving away your mm-hmm. energy over yeah. time, you're losing yeah. your ability to actually kind of be in yourself. Right. And I think, you know, at first when you, when we talked about meditating and you referenced this earlier is being a quiet observer of like mm-hmm. letting it be a cloud or letting it pass by and mm-hmm. understanding that it doesn't have to stay. That mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the feeling you feel always. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a very boring concept mm-hmm. <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. is like fixating on feelings, but mm-hmm. have you found that like, you know, deep breathing or are there are things mm-hmm. that can really help let you kind of release that emotion. So you're not kind of taking it with a backpack and like walking down the
1: street. Oh yeah. my I mean, my favorite way to release emotions outside of exercise, because exercise and sweat, um, any type of perspiration is going to help release physically, right? The energy. But I love to cry. Like I always tell people, like if you feel like you have emotions stuck in you, yeah. put on the saddest song in your library... (laughs) and just sit in your room by yourself. Just listen to some Adele and just cry. Yeah. Like sometimes even if I'm like, damn, I haven't cried in a while. Like I'll drive home from work and put on like a sad song that like, just to kind of like, think about it. Like you're rinsing yourself out. Yeah, You know, there's a a stigma behind crying that I really am passionate about. Like normalized crying, like you can show emotion. Uh, So we're not all like robots that have like chronic pain and illness because we have emotions that are stuck inside of us. You know, it's important.
0: I think it's so true. And to any of my friends that are now listening to this podcast, they know I am an advocate for crying as well, because I think it's a good way to like, you feel like you're kind of like stuck in this like bubble and like Mm. getting it out of your system. Mm. It's so true. It's like rinsing it out, clearing it out. And then you can also help identify, okay, I felt this way when Mm -hmm. this happened and know what's to your point of triggers. I think
1: And sometimes when you're crying, like I feel like all of a sudden you start to realize what's really bothering you. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like all of a sudden the root to why you're frustrated or resentful or whatever the case may be, all of a sudden it starts to come to your awareness. And then when, when the tears are coming out, it's kind of like, you're just like cleansing that energy, you know, it has to come up and out to be cleared. Otherwise it's just going to stay in you and manifest in different ways, different moods that like, you just feel like, aren't like you, you know? Yeah.
0: I think it's, it's funny you say that because it's like when you're crying, you're like, Oh, it's not actually this thing that Mm -hmm. happened. It's, This interaction that I keep off my mind is this conversation that I don't think I was really being truthful to the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think so often we get really comfortable with the mask that we have to wear. Mm -hmm. That we have to. I say that like you don't (laughs) actually have to wear any masks, but I think so far so often work, personal life. Mm-hmm. We allow those patterns to be the mask that we wear, and mm-hmm. it's not true. And then it's, I'm going to start crying because something's happening. You know, like right, it's, right. I think it's so interesting how it's all kind of interconnected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about what what's spurring joy. I think you know this podcast is all about boosting people up and we've talked a little bit about meditating and journaling and boosting people up and finding the good in every day. So what are ways that you, besides, you know, exercising, are there other ways that you kind of reconnect to yourself to, you know, really fill your cup so that you can share your good news?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know me, like I am so big on self-care. I feel like I'm also really grateful that Adrian, my partner is also likes his alone time because we're both very independent people. So I'm grateful that he's like that too, because he understands like sometimes I just need my alone time. So like I make sure that I go to acupuncture once a week. Like that's like my non-negotiable thing that I do after I teach my two classes on Monday and it just resets my energy for the week um other things that I do obviously meditating um I try to also drink a lot of water I find that when I'm hydrated I can just think more clearly okay and actually hanging out with my 16 month old son is like so healing for my own inner child it really is like a burst of joy to just like see him exploring and just be in awe of the world. It like keeps me in a state of like gratitude and just like remembrance of like all the little tiny miracles that we experience. It really like brings the magic of life back, you know?
0: Cause I think so often we are, you know, we're like, Oh, well we get to experience this, but it's like, when you see, you know, a child for the first time going down a slide or like doing something, Mm -hmm. they're like, this is the coolest thing ever. It's like, Oh yeah, we actually have the choice to be happy every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I'm not, I'm not going to say for a second that things aren't hard and that we don't go through hard times. Right. Totally. Feeling those feelings is so important, but I think finding that gratitude, I know it's something we talked a lot about is like a gratitude practice of what are the mm-hmm. things we're grateful for. Yeah. Um, are there, are there ways that you incorporate that beyond journaling or things that you try to try to do to kind of keep that gratitude? Cause Sometimes yeah. you're like,
1: I'm just grateful that I had a good night's rest and that's okay. Yeah. You know, oh, it yeah. can be little. Yeah, totally. I start my day with gratitude every day. I have um, a whole set of prayers that I say Um, a bunch of things that I say thankful for that by now I've been doing this for years. I literally have it memorized. So I say it every morning. Another trick that I do is this is a money manifesting trick. So if you're trying to manifest some coin, you should take notes. So anytime that I pay a bill or get a receipt, I circle the amount that I paid. And then next to it, I write "paid." thank you for the money and a smiley. And I swear to God, the universe always finds a way to give me my money back. I love
0: this one.
1: Yes. That is a great money gratitude practice. It really works. That's amazing.
0: I mean, I think it's like, there's so many ways that we can like have gratitude in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing I know I've been grateful for over the last year are your revive classes. Oh, thank you. I would love for you to talk a little bit more, you know, talked about like mind and body and soul kind of connection. How did you kind of come up with this practice? Cause I think it's a really, really powerful one.
1: Yeah. So I actually, the idea came to me, um, when I was out for a run, actually during the pandemic, I had been thinking about, so when I was just graduated college, I had my uh, personal trainer certification and I went to school for health sciences. So I was teaching a class at my gym called BLT, butt, legs, tummy. Yeah. So, so when I, during the pandemic, I was just like getting the itch to create something that I could teach virtually because obviously I wasn't teaching. And so I was like, oh my gosh, how can I combine the workout with like work in, AKA, like a cool down and meditation. Now I had already written a couple guided meditations, um, like I had mentioned earlier, that I had in my folder or whatever. I ended up throughout quarantine writing like seven more or something um, just because I had the time and the mental capacity. But anyway, so I kind of, when I was out for run, had this idea of like, combining the workout which is essentially like the BLT and then it's like a 15 to 20 minute stretch cool down and then a guided meditation to close it out and the idea is that you touch on the mind body and soul and like you kind of recalibrate your nervous system with the two, like the up and the down, you know?
0: And I think, you know, what I have found was one, it was really the first way I ever started meditating. And I was like, Oh, good. we've just started, you know, we're working out, I'm done. I'm like, okay, so now I need to shut off my brain. And, <laughs> you're, and then you like start the meditation with your quiet observer. And I was like, oh wait, I don't have to shut off my brain. This is really cool. I think what I've loved the most is that you do, I think it's so important to do, like you said, the workout where you feel strong Mm -hmm. in your body, Mm -hmm. but the work in you're like, oh, this is happening or I'm Mm -hmm. realizing this Mm -hmm. and you leave and you're like, I feel so fantastic.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's also like a moment to like land back in your body and be like, I'm proud of you for like getting through that. You know what I mean? Instead of yeah. just like working out and then like running off to do the next thing. And then you're kind of just like a chicken without a head. So it, it's like a moment to also like appreciate your body and like the energy that you just put into that. And like when you acknowledge yourself and you breathe through that, you leave just feeling like super refreshed.
0: And I know it's something now where, you know, I don't always meditate. I typically meditate in the mornings now, Mm -hmm. but after I work out, I'm like non-negotiable. I'm going to stretch for a little bit
1: Mm -hmm. because it's
0: probably just good for my body. But two, I know I always like feel like I have that time to your point of being able to be back in our bodies and Mm -hmm. you reference kind of like regulating the nervous system. I think Mm -hmm. it's something that we hear talked about, but a lot of the time for everyone is like, do hit workouts and do all these things that like kind of jack your heart rate up, You're uh-huh. not able to kind of buy, like settle back down. Yeah. What are ways that, you know, people can try to settle back down into their nervous system and really help regulate that when they're going yeah. back into, you know, showing up for others?
1: Yeah. So besides stretching, I would say a a mechanism called deep belly breathing. I'm pretty sure I've taught this to you where you're basically calming your nervous system back down by breathing into your belly. So I like to actually put one hand on my belly. When you inhale, your belly should go out and your hand should come out. When you exhale, the belly comes back in, the hand comes back in, and the breath comes out. A lot of us breathe into our chest, which can be helpful when we're working out. But if you're trying to calm back down, it's important for you to breathe into your belly. And what that does is it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. And that is what reminds your body like you're safe. It takes you out of that fight or flight and it's like, you're good, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I think so often it's like we need, like, I feel like workouts like get me into that fight or flight and then I like leave and I'm like, I feel really anxious. So I feel like that's probably more of the Mm -hmm. nervous system is like all ratcheted up. Right. And I'm not taking that moment to really kind of settle back down. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that can probably have ripple effects throughout the day of like, how you're able to show up for yourself and for others. Cause you're not able to like, you know, regulate your nervous system. Mm -hmm. You're probably gonna have bodily effects.
1: Yeah. Um, And that's kind of like when I was going through my burnout, like my nervous system was so fried. Like my adrenal glands were like completely fatigued. I had to, that's also how I got into herbs and like made all my teas because the herbs really helped rebuild my adrenal system and my nervous system. And that's when I really fell in love with herbs and teas and stuff like that, because they really helped my body heal on the inside. And I think that that's,
0: it's an interesting point because so often we're taught, you know, to drink the water, but we're not really talking about how different things you're putting in your body. Yes. We're like, Oh, there can be impacts of like losing weight, but like, Mm-hmm. it's so important. I think what you've taught me is there's so many other functions that you need to be like mm. cleansing. Yeah. Um, and so how did you learn more about, you know, were there things that you kind of like looked to when you were starting
1: to learn about like herbs and different things like that? Yeah. You know, actually what got me into herbs was when I had started going to acupuncture. Okay. So acupuncture was one thing that I started to try as I started to get curious about like, okay, like, What do I need to start feeling better? (laughs) Um, My masseuse at the time swore by this acupuncturist and I didn't go for the longest time because I'm actually afraid of needles. And she was like, (laughs) "Allison, I swear, if you could ask him if you could lay on your stomach and just have him put them down your back, like, so I don't see them. Yeah. Because they don't feel like needles. They just feel like this boop, 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 like like someone's tapping you. Oh, it doesn't really feel like a needle because they don't put it that far and the needles are so thin. So whatever, long story short, I got so desperate for any type of help that I went. And sure enough, he had me lay face down and this was five years ago. And I still go to him every week today. He completely changed my life. I was so fucked up when I went in there. He was like, you have to come back tomorrow. I said, tomorrow? He said, you have to come back tomorrow for five days. So I was like, okay. I was like, he knows what he's doing. Sure enough, I went five days in a row. And after the fifth day, I already felt like a new person. It was the wildest thing ever.
0: Well, I think, you know, there's so many times where in your body, you'll feel like pressure points. Like I know like all like my stress, Mm -hmm. you know, in these different points, and if mm-hmm. I have like a cup of tea at the end of the day, I
1: feel like mm-hmm. so much better. So I, so I like it's all kind of yeah. like interconnected. Where well, yeah. So that's why I didn't realize why I started talking about acupuncture, but that's how I got into herbs. So when I first started going, he handed me two bottles of, I don't even know what they were because it was in <laughs> Chinese, but yeah, like, he was like, take two every morning, every afternoon and every night of both bottles. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So again, I, they made me feel so good that then I started to research herbs, like herbs for your adrenal system, herbs for better night sleep. Like it was like, I went on this like rampant hunt for like for learning about, about herbs. Yeah. And so I started to actually buy my own herbs. Like I would buy like capsules and um, tinctures from Whole Foods actually. Okay. And I would start to take some tinctures every morning, you know? <laughs> everyone welcome to our third guest of the afternoon it's nancy my cat nancy
0: is currently taking over the hot seat nancy will be in all the podcasts like i'm not gonna hide her from this point forward but so she's not getting edited out it's fine She's not gonna get edited out sweet nancy (sighs) no but i think it's it's something that you know as i'm i was trying to like learn more i was like okay I'm gonna buy everything that Allison says. (laughs) But I was like, read. I started reading about the different things that you put Uh on and Mm -hmm. understanding how they impact your body. And you're like, Mm -hmm. "Oh, I get now how they all kind of go together." Are there other things that you suggest people do as they're kind of exploring this like spiritual journey? You know, obviously we've talked about meditating. You know, Mm -hmm. the importance of kind of centering back into yourself
1: nourishing your body. Are there other things that you think are important to highlight or? I would just say like the biggest thing is like make sure that you're getting enough alone time because whenever we're alone like we're really able to get in tune with like what we really want and what we really don't want you know and and i mean i'm all for being social and and stuff like that but i feel like there's so much power in being able to be by yourself and like not be lonely you know like yeah. enjoy your own company and like if you're not enjoying your own company then like what is that void that you're constantly trying to fill, trying to fill. you know yeah whether it be with food or with a friend or a lover like they're like A lot of times we have these voids within us that we kind of just like don't even realize. But a lot of times I find with people that just hate being alone, it's like, but why? Like you don't enjoy your own company. Like there's really, I feel like a deeper layer to that that we like undermine, you know? I think that that is a perfect way
0: to end this because I feel like it's kind of putting a fine point on, why I even like wanted to do this podcast was filling your cup and being able to fill your cup. May that be through alone time. Mm -hmm. Having like, you know, podcasts are ways that I kind of like am able to be by myself and like listen and think about things and how I Mm -hmm. feel about it. And so that's kind of how this podcast even grew out. And so I just want to thank you again. Yeah. But before we end, and I'm going to include this in the show notes, where can people find you? On Instagram, you know, your website. We've talked a lot about different things. Where can people find
1: Yeah. I would say my I'm most active on Instagram. It's just my name, Allison at Allison Santini. My website, which has all of my products on it, is AlisonSantini.com. And then actually I am semi-active on TikTok. Yeah. It's Allison Period Santini. And my TikTok is strictly spiritual insight and tarot cards so if that is your vibe um my tiktok videos are strictly like my spiritual lane so
0: well everyone run don't walk to her website She's amazing (laughs) products thank you you can check out revive it's every wednesday
1: wednesday at four so the Um revive actually has an instagram in my regular instagram bio so you can find it there
0: So everyone check it out. And thank you again, Allison, for being the very first guest of the Your Good News podcast. Yes, thanks for having me. Wow, what a joy Alison Santini is. I am so happy she was able to join for the very first episode. This podcast, like I've said before, aims to fill up your cup. So if it did, please like, share, subscribe, and review. I'd love to grow this and those actions truly help. Tune in next week and thank you again for listening to the Your Good News podcast.